It is my great pleasure to introduce Tom Franklin to y'all. Tom is uh, a minister in the Presbyterian Church, and he is the uh, RUF minister, Reformed University Fellowship minister, to Birmingham Southern. Uh, Tom, no need to stand in my presence. You can, you can sit down. Uh, but um, uh, but uh, let's pray first, and then we'll, we'll get into it. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you that your, your arm is never too short to save, and so we pray that you would reach down in your mercy, especially uh, to college and university students, Lord, that you would uh, begin to plow up their hearts, that the seeds of the gospel that are spread by ministers to campuses uh, might take root and grow deep roots and uh, bear much fruit uh, for their good, but above all, for your great glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, so uh, RUF is a really interesting uh, ministry, and uh, Tom, tell us a little bit about how RUF works, because uh, most of us that are familiar with campus ministry, it's almost always a parachurch situation, like Campus Crusade or InterVarsity, I mean, really fine ministries, but typically denominational outreaches to campus are lame. And, uh, and, and don't do very well. So even at, at large campuses, uh, you know, typically the, the Methodists, the Baptists, the Episcopalians, and even the Presbyterians, you know, on a Sunday night, it's just not really, doesn't garner a lot of, uh, it just doesn't get a lot of students. Uh, but RUF seems to be the exception to that. And so tell us a little bit about RUF and how it works. Sure, sure. Let me make sure I have this. It's on. Great. Uh, well, good morning. It's great to be with you. Uh, I, I have very uh, good uh, feelings and, and memories, and I've been in this church a few times growing up, and so I'm, I'm happy to be here. So RUF is the denominational campus ministry of the Presbyterian Church, which simply means that our denomination uh, looked out about 30 years ago and said, we spend a lot of resources on children's ministry, we spend a lot of resources on youth ministry, and we spend a lot of resources on adult ministry, and we just hope for the best when they go to college. And we realized that that was not working. And so uh, we decided to send ordained pastors to the college campus. And so I am sent by my denomination to Birmingham Southern as a full-time pastor. Uh, one of the unique things about RUF is that of the 150 of us that do RUF on campuses around the country, we're all ordained uh, pastors in our denomination. We think it's that 18 to 22-year-olds are important enough to send pastors, uh, and so that's how I've been sent. Um, I, I attend Oak Mountain Presbyterian Church here in town, but I am a member of our presbytery, uh, which I guess would be similar to a diocese, diocese um, sent to the campus. And so that's what I do. I'm there every day. It's my full-time job. And uh, I've been doing it for 10 years, and I love it. So I uh, look forward to tell you more. Yeah, so what, is, what does RUF look like during the week? Because, you know, the typical uh, campus outreach, especially denominational-wide, is, you know, they'll do, like, a little worship service, and then they'll have, like, a potluck supper or something like that following, and they might have service projects throughout the week. Uh, but, but tell us what how RUF manifests itself on the, the campus of Birmingham Southern? It's a good question. So one of the unique things, I think, about RUF 
is that we have this phrase that we use called a fixed theology and a flexible methodology. And all that means is that we are sent to the campus with a very fixed orthodox theology. Uh, But what that looks like at Auburn looks different than what that looks like at Birmingham Southern. And we are free to express whatever that theology looks like in different ways on campus. Now, all of us have a large group worship service. Ours at Birmingham Southern is Wednesday night. That's the front door. When someone says, are you going to RUF? They mean that large group worship service. So that's, that's our main event. But we also have small groups that meet throughout the week uh, during, during uh, the school year. And then I'm there every day meeting one-on-one with students. So as a pastor, my job is to sit down and meet with these students and do life with them, ask them questions. And so our traditional avenues of ministry are a large group, small groups, and then one-on-one ministry uh, with me as a pastor. What, what happens in, in the large group setting? Give us an, an outline of, of what someone could expect if they came to Wednesday night. Well, the first thing you would notice is that our chapel is in the round, which, is, which always uh, catches people off That's guard. That's the chapel at Birmingham Southern. At Birmingham Southern, the, uh, the chapel is a circle, and so there's no back row, and if you walk in late, everyone sees you, and if you leave early, everyone sees you. It's a really an interesting room. Um, but it's just like you would imagine a large group worship service on a college campus. We sing songs, we have announcements, uh, and then I get up and preach the word. And I guess it's worth noting that on any given week at Birmingham Southern College, there are not very many places where the Bible is opened and the scriptures are taught, which is one of the reasons why I've been called there, is that uh, every Wednesday night, uh, I have the privilege to stand up and open the Word of God and say, this is not just like any of your other books, this is the Word of God, Um, and we stand under it, it is our authority, and that's a unique space on a college campus these days. So, and how long, how long do you preach for? Uh, 25 minutes is my goal. Uh, you know, <laughs> I know what that means. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, uh, anywhere from 22 to 30 minutes, they, they, uh, they get antsy after that. Yeah. So are y'all, I mean, the, the songs that you're singing, we, we just had Kevin Twitt last, uh, last, uh, spring for this, this past spring for Lent. And he came and preached here and uh, did some sharing with us. Are y'all, are y'all using those old hymns reset to new tunes? Absolutely. So you, you, you have likely heard that uh, it, is, it is a false statement to say that all young people want the, the new cool hip music. That, that really something about the old traditional worship style and, and songs connects with young people these days, and so we, we absolutely sing, the majority of the songs that we sing are hymns, and if you don't know about Indelible Grace, I would love to introduce you to Indelible Grace. It's a ministry that Kevin Twitt started years ago, but uh, the goal is to take old hymns and put more singable tunes with new instrumentation, and it has taken off uh, on college campuses. Yeah. I mean, it ha- I mean, if I mean, sometimes y'all probably have had this experience where you sing a hymn, and you think, "Gosh, the words are so powerful, but what a dirge!" You know, this is just. I mean, golly, can, can we not? And uh, and we try really hard here at the Advent uh, to keep an eye on content 
you know, are we singing what we believe? Because what we sing is, is formational. It, it forms what we believe and who we are. And so we're very careful about that. Uh, but sometimes we'll have one that will leak through that, that, um, that the words may be sound and awesome, but um, really not singable, uh, really not singable. So it almost takes away from the power of the hymn. But, uh, okay, so how many, how many students are you ministering to in your large group setting, if everybody showed up? If everybody showed up, we, uh, on any given night in the chapel, we might have between 50 and 80 students, depending on if it's the beginning of the semester or the end of the semester. Um, I would say we have about 120 students that are involved in our ministry on campus, which uh, this, the campus has 1,300 students, and so it, it is something that we pray about constantly. I don't think God cares about numbers, but just imagine the impact that a ministry could have on a college campus if 10% of the students were involved. Uh, that's the goal. Uh, our goal is not to have a big group. Our goal is to have impact in the business department, an impact in the biology department, an impact in the theater and in the arts. Uh, the last thing that we want as a ministry is for someone to say, you do whatever you want as long as you stay over there. That's, not, that's never been the goal of, of the church. And so as a ministry of RUF, our goal is to be integrated into the life of the university. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty remarkable. How many students are at Alabama or Auburn? Five million? How many? 30,000? So that would be like 3,000 people showing up for a, a campus ministry event at, at Alabama or Auburn. And so, that, I, I mean, if you were to sit down with paper and pencil today with all the growth gurus and you were to say, we're going to sing traditional hymns, we're going to have a 25-minute sermon, uh, and it's going to be a, a worship service, they would probably look at you like you're crazy. And so all over the United States, you mentioned uh, 150 campus ministers. Um, you find often that RUF is one of the largest campus ministries where they are. And, and yet what they're doing is sort of counterintuitive. So what is it that, that draws students to RUF? Uh, and, and indeed, it's, it's not just a bunch of Presbyterian students. It's, it's across the board. So what is it that's drawing the students to a ministry like RUF? I like that question. So you mentioned earlier the idea of a denomination sending someone to a campus. And what typically that looks like is, uh, for example, I'm the Presbyterian minister and I'm here to minister to the Presbyterian students. If you could give me a list of those students, I'll go find them and we'll do whatever we can. Whereas uh, I'm not known as the Presbyterian guy on campus. I, I'm simply known as Tom or the RUF campus minister or the RUF guy or who is that and is he still a student? Uh, I, was, I was a student there uh, also. So, so I would just have to say that what draws students, you know, there's, there's a couple different thoughts. One is, is that they know that I love them. They know that I'm there for them. I'm there every day sitting down with them, asking them about their relationship with their parents and their church back home and their girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever it is. I'm doing life with them, and so that gives me a sense of uh, trust that they'll come and put up with 25 minutes of me speaking. 
another, another idea is, is that they're drawn to this. I think uh, that college students want to be treated like adults, even though they don't act like it. I think that they appreciate being respected, and I think a lot of college ministry out there uh, tries to do the latest thing um, or say what they think that students want to hear, whereas I think simply an approach that says, we're going to talk about this, and there are going to be things in it that you're not going to like, uh, but this is bigger than what you like and what you don't like, and I actually think they're drawn to that, uh, at least at Birmingham Southern, where we attract the type of student that wants to think, that wants to uh, wrestle with ideas, that is even taught to criticize and doubt. That has a place. I don't think that it needs to be the end goal, but I think those types of students that are attracted to Birmingham Southern, um, are interested in someone standing up and saying, we're going to talk about this, and it's going to be difficult at times, but let's have a conversation. I, I think that that's one of the, you know, it, or maybe it's the iPads we give out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. So, I mean, you, you hit on it earlier. You're talking about, actually, David Tanner, would you turn down the volume a little bit in there? We're getting some feedback. Um, talk to us a little. You said earlier about... Although, now that you stand right there, it seems to be working. So if you would just stand there for the rest of the time. <laughs> it really stopped. Um, uh, you had talked about engaging the, the whole of the academy, not just, hey, give me your list of, of Presbyterian students, but uh, engaging the biology department, the, you know, the music, arts, all of those things with the gospel. and. Um, and it's having, it's having an impact. So talk to us a little bit about the fruit that you're seeing come out of the ministry of RUF. Yeah, that, uh, so, so when I think about the impact that RUF is having at Birmingham Southern, I've been there for 10 years. Uh, Lord willing, I'll be there another 10. I'll probably get too old and they'll think that uh, I'm not relevant anymore. But for now, I love it. And... That's a challenging question to answer because RUF uh, has a long-term goal for ministry. What I mean by that is, is that we'll see the fruit of our ministry and the impact when we see leaders in the church one day. And when we see leaders in uh, the business community. And when we see leaders in, in government. Uh, and when we see moms shepherding their kids and uh, when we see people that are fully invested in their communities wherever they live that's the fruit that we're looking for you know i could squeeze every ounce of of uh, time and resource out of a college student and you know they have a lot of time and a lot of thing a lot of free time right they would say they don't but they do it's the most free time you'll ever have in life and i could squeeze every bit of that out and get them in in christian activity but my goal is not to create Christian college students. My goal is, is that 10, 20, 30 years down the road, they remain Christians and they remain fully invested in a church, a local church. So we're just now starting to see impact. And it, and it has to do with where they are, where they land. When they leave college, do they immediately go and find a good, solid local church? That, I have done my job if that's what happens. Um, but to your question, I would say that uh, our goal is to see 
professors scratch their heads and say, I'm not sure I agree with what is being taught there. And yet the students that come through that ministry that are in my office are some of my favorite students. And they're the most thoughtful, engaging students that ask the best questions. That's, that's what we want to see. Uh, we, we, we want to see our students that are involved in RUF um, go and be involved in athletics and go and be involved in the Greek system. You know, I tell our students all the time, especially our leadership team, I say, when you're, when you're playing your sport or when you're an RA in your dorm or when you're in the theater, you're doing RUF. RUF does not simply happen when, on Wednesday nights when we are gathered. You are, you are out there doing the ministry of RUF, whatever it is that you've been called to do and whatever it is that you've been gifted to do. So that's the goal. Uh, I would say that we're, we've got a long way to go, but we're seeing, we're seeing evidence of that. So 30 years ago, there was a, a shift in an emphasis saying we're going to put, um, we're going to really invest in campus ministry. And, um, and I can say that, I mean, I, I, I was a part of RUF at the University of Virginia, so I'm a fruit uh, of that ministry. And, um, and the reason why I ended up at RUF is that there was no Anglican or Episcopal ministry that I could go to and think this is, this is really meeting me where, where I am. And so, uh, so for better or for worse, people like Greg Thompson have had a, a pretty big impact on me. Uh, but what y'all have done is you've really made this, you know, in most denominations, campus ministry is often treated like a stepping stone. Like, just go do this for a few years. We'll send a young guy, newly ordained, out to do it or people who just have a really hard time with parish ministry. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to be hypercritical, but our practice has not been to send the best and the brightest to the campuses, with two exceptions. <laughs> two exceptions. A couple years ago, we got intentional, and we said, we're actually going gonna to be, try to be a little more strategic about it. Uh, we need a lot more work, but uh, that's when uh, Drew Rollins went to LSU, and Paul Walker went to Christ Church Charlottesville, went to, went to UVA. And, um, uh, but really, um, it, it's, there's not been that, that intentionality. And so how did you end up, you, you went off to seminary, how did you end up hearing the call to campus ministry, and how did the church nurture that? Yeah, so uh, when I went to Covenant Seminary in St. Louis, Missouri, I knew that God was calling me to be a pastor. And when, when you hear that phrase, you immediately think of a local church, that that's where pastors go. And RUF allowed me to be fully called to be a pastor in my denomination and yet be on a university campus. And so I think, honestly, what, what happens is, is that you, you see models, uh, you see these guys that, that do RUF for 10, 12, 15 years, and then it starts to become something that uh, is not just simply glorified youth ministry, uh, but it's actually a, a chance to be fully invested as a pastor, but to see a college campus as my parish. Um, and so my, I feel very well cared for by the church because I am seen not simply as uh, someone who is just buying their time before they do the real thing, but I'm actually doing the real thing now by pastoring 
a very specific demographic. Yeah, for a lot of Christians right now, uh, the university feels like a, an intimidating place. And there's this mindset that's been developed that it's, it's almost a no-go zone, that, that there's sort of this force field to the gospel uh, to get into the universe. Do you, do you think that's true, that, that somehow there's more resistance amongst college students than anybody else in the world? Well, I almost feel like the university is kind of the, uh, not the incubator, but it's the representation of the culture at large. So what happens in academia tends to spill out into our cities. Uh, and so what gets shaped when you're 18 to 22 uh, in many ways plays out into culture. And so that's uh, the very reason why I'm called there. Uh, so if you were to say, what, what, what does our culture value? What, when you say, what, is it, what does it mean to be an American? You would say, I make my own decisions. I am the author of my own fate. Uh, I decide what is right and wrong. And that sounds like a liberal arts education, doesn't it? And so that's why uh, I need to be at Birmingham Southern. Is because that is that is what is those are the ideas that are being uh, grown on the college campus, and in comes the gospel to say there is actually more freedom to be found in a relationship with Christ. There is actually more freedom when you are when you do have boundaries. That let, let's talk about what it means to be free. Let's talk about you know I've learned so much about uh, how to engage people on the college campus from a man uh, named Francis Schaefer. I don't know if you've heard that name before, but he used to say, take people uh, all the way down to the logical conclusion of what they believe, and then take the roof off and show that it just doesn't work. And for most college students, no one has ever done that to them when they say, I want to decide what's right and wrong for myself. Doesn't that sound wonderful? And yet if you take them down to the very end of the conclusion that that simply does not work, and then you expose that, then you're able to talk about the gospel, you're able to talk about uh, God's law. And uh, so I'm not sure where, I, where, I, where that came through, uh, yeah. your question. But tell, but. What are, you know, I mean, without divulging too much, we don't want you to name names or anything, but I mean, what... You know, what's waking college students up in the middle of the night? What, what are their struggles? What are they coming to you to talk about? 80% of what college students come to talk to me about are relationships, trying to figure out how to relate to their roommates, their sorority sisters, uh, their significant others, their parents. Uh, college students want to know what they're going to do when they grow up. Uh, and they want to talk about what they should be involved in and what they should spend their time with while they're in college. I would say those are the main three. Now, you've got the sort of typical things like uh, what are, what, you know, body image, alcohol, sex, those sorts of things. Yes, those come up a lot with college students, uh, but it sure is a lot about relationships. And so, I mean, are, how long have you been at Birmingham Southern now? So 10 years as a campus minister. 10 years. Have you seen a shift and sort of a perception of relationships and being able to have a healthy template of what a healthy relationship looks like 
in those past ten, in these past ten years, or is it just the same, just manifesting itself in a different way? Yeah, so I can answer that question uniquely because I was a student there, ninety-five to ninety-nine, and then I worked in their admissions office for three years after that. So this is actually my eighteenth year at Birmingham Southern. So it's fun to walk the same sidewalks that I did when I was a college student. I know where they go. I know what they're nervous about. I know uh, what they do on Thursday nights, etc. Um, and in some ways, college students are the same that we were. They're worried about what job they're going to get. They want to know what grad school they're going to go to and who they're going to marry. Uh, on the other hand, I would say 15, 20 years later that college students are more stressed out than, than we were. There's more pressure put on them. They come out of high school. Uh, instead of being involved in 10 different things, now they're involved in 16 different things. Uh, there's, more, uh, there, there's just more stress in an 18-year-old than there was, I think, 15 years ago. Um, and so... And then you can't talk about cultural trends on the college campus without at least mention, especially as they relate to relationships, without mentioning social media and technology and just how that has caused our students' uh, ability to relate to others. Their, their, their muscles have atrophied. They don't know how to be in community with other people because it's just simply send a text, get online, and they don't know how to have a face-to-face conversation with someone. That may surprise you, but that, that's, that's our college campus these days. It's just an inability to just sit down and talk face-to-face with someone. Uh, they'd rather send it online. Yeah, let's, I want to talk about that in a minute, but going back, what's behind the, the pressure? What's behind the stress? Why are they getting involved in so many things? I mean, is it, is it resume building? Is it posturing? Uh, what, what is it? Is it parents? Well, so the majority of it is when they arrive, it's been front-loaded. So that has to be from the cultures in high school that come in families and from parents. That, that's certainly a big part of it. But then it's just Birmingham Southern students, uh, you know, two-thirds of them go to grad school. And so they're just immediately arriving on the college campus, not saying, who am I going to be here? What does God want for me for the next four years? It's just, what do I need to do? to build the kind of resume to get where I need to be in four years. That's a pretty sad way to look at the, the most wonderful four years of life. Um, but that's pretty common. So That's comforting to know because I got to my last semester, my last year, and I said, well, I guess I better start doing something uh, in order to, to pad my resume. I see a few of those students. But I, I have to go back and say this. Uh, I think one of the reasons why RUF has been successful, and we're, we're tiny compared to so many other things, but nonetheless, um, it's because we love the university campus. And we don't arrive on campus and say, the big, big bad campus is telling you this and we need, to, we need to rescue you. But instead we show up and we say, isn't this great? Let's talk about what's good about the university campus. And these are the best years of your life how can I join in with that? And let's talk about how your faith interacts with that. I just think that resonates with college students these days much more than you need to be careful. Uh, you better watch out because the world's going to get you. Um, so I, that's just, that was a thought that I had. Yeah. So going back to the, the inability to communicate on a, on a personal level um, with other individuals, uh, 
I mean, social media plays a, a, a great deal, but how is that, I mean, has that, I mean, I, I guess to use an example, I had a, a, a girl in high school once said to me, I mean, he's supposed to text you first, right? And I'm just like, what? You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, well, first, I don't know that, that texting, but, but that there does seem to be uh, this hesitancy to really engage with, with other people, not even romantically, but just be real and honest, and there are very few venues for that where they can feel safe. I mean, is that, I mean, is that a draw for RUF, that people like, you know, this, they're actually talking about me? Sure. Sure, one of the things I say every Wednesday night when I stand up is, this needs to be a safe place for you to wrestle with what you believe and why you believe what you believe. And over time, I hope they hear that and they think, okay, uh, I can disagree. You know, I, it, let's say there's 80 students that, that are listening to me on a Wednesday night. I know for a fact that 10 to, 50, 10 to 15 of them are not followers of Jesus. They're not Christians. And yet they come because they're interested to, to know what I'm going to say. They're curious. And then I would say another 30 of them have no idea what it is they believe. They've been taught certain things, but they're trying to figure it out for themselves. And uh, they think, you know what? He speaks in such a way that allows me the freedom to, to almost interact in my head as I'm listening. And so I think, I think that that's what college students need. I think they need space. I think they need someone to treat them like grown-ups. Uh, I think they need someone to, to press in a little bit on why they believe what they believe. And if this is really what they believe or simply what their parents believed, uh, these are the best years to be asking those questions. Okay, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it up for questions. I feel like I often sell a short, and this is, uh, I know that people are going to ask a lot. So David Tanner, take it away. Is the Methodist Church no longer affiliated with Birmingham Southern? It is. So Birmingham Southern is still affiliated with the United Methodist Church. Have they completely abdicated their responsibility for uh, ministry on that campus? No. Uh, there is a, cha- a full-time chaplain on campus that does very similar work to what I do. And so uh, he, it was, for the last four years, it, it was a gentleman who just left. And now it, it's a, a lady that came from Canterbury United Methodist. And so we will work very closely together. Um, their group meets on Monday nights, and our group meets on Wednesday nights. So, having had a, about a four or five year experience with campus ministry, it occurs to me that perhaps some of us in the mainline denominations are approaching this in the wrong way. It sounds like you're doing it the right way, in that we don't always preach the gospel. We tend to want to clutch at straws in the wind, at will of the wisps, and the current fashion rather than recognizing the needs of the students and the needs of the students to relate to God and Jesus. And it's, it always worried me during my association that maybe we were not doing the right thing. We were trying to be too popular, if you will. That's a good thought. Really, just a question. Do you have RUF at UAB? We do, yes. You do? We do. I'm a professor at UAB, and I've well, been great. looking, you know. Uh, is it 
interdisciplinary? Uh, it, it is. It is. Uh, RUF has been at UAB for about six years now. For Pete's sake. So uh, I'll, I'll tell him to come find you. Okay. I'll give you my card. Okay. Thank you. Sure. I just had a question about the faculty at um, uh, uh, Birmingham Southern. We had a daughter that graduated there from about eight years ago. And I remember when you came, she was just, just delighted. But at that time, and I don't know if it still is, that the Orthodox Christian students really were bullied a lot by the faculty to the point a lot of them would not speak up. Is, does that still happen? And if so, have you all had any effect on that? Sure, that, that does still happen. I wouldn't say that it's the norm. I would say the norm is that Christian students uh, are, are taught that they need to let go of, what they, of, of their uh, strict, uh, restrictive beliefs and that they need to grow up a little bit and they need to, they need to expand their horizons. And so that, uh, that, in a way, is bullying because it's sort of an undercurrent of if you believe things... Uh, that you're somehow childish and, and need to grow up. I mean, that, I can't imagine what that would be like to hear uh, as an 18-year-old. So that, in a sense, is bullying. I, I would say there's not a lot of hostility, but I would say that I could count on my fingers how many professors on campus are Christians. And so, you know, that in itself creates uh, an atmosphere where I just have a lot of work to do. To, to talk to students and um. I would I would actually commend I'll turn this off because the feedback uh, I would uh, commend a book by a guy named George Marsden called The Soul of the American University uh, which is a real exhilarating read um, but uh, it, it talks about uh, the early you know the church in early America who was at the forefront of establishing colleges and universities. And, and how we went from you know, Harvard's charter documents saying that their ultimate goal was to lay Christ in the bottom, right? That he would be the foundation of all learning and then academia getting to where it is uh, today. Um, so it's, it's an interesting uh, historical uh, book just about how we've ended up with a modern day university. But I think he needs to do a sequel because things really have changed since he wrote it in the early 90s. Uh, that things have even moved, uh, not beyond, but even in a different direction. Um, uh, so it, it, just commend that to you. George Marsden. Two quick unrelated questions. Uh, the first is, do you have any RUF interns at uh, Birmingham Southern? And if so, could you comment a little bit about uh, the ministry of the RUF minister to the interns and, and how the fruit is born there? And the second question is, it, it strikes me that um, if, uh, that uh, a lot of RUF kids in leadership uh, do worship on Sundays. Um, and what's your experience, uh, having been there for 10 years, where those RUF folks worship? Uh, oftentimes they go to the RUF campus minister's church, but Oak Mountain Press is a good way away. Right. So. right. so the first question was about the internship. And one of the really neat things that RUF does is that we take uh, recent graduates from college uh, and put them to work within RUF, not at the school where they graduated from, but another school. So I have an intern. She's coming into her second year. She graduated from SMU in Dallas. Um, her name is Mary Ashley Seabrook, and she does an amazing job 
uh, ministering to girls on campus. She and I work together on a daily basis. And so one of my jobs is to, is to be her boss and to pastor and shepherd her. And her, uh, a lot of times, college students that are thinking about full-time ministry or vocational ministry, the RUF internship is a great place for them to test their gifts and to see what it's like. And so uh, my, one of my roles is to help shepherd that process. So I'm very thankful for the ministry of RUF interns. Um, and the second question was, so if I could get Birmingham Southern students to go to church, uh, you know, it, it's not sort of, uh, there's not a lot of traffic in and out of campus on a Sunday morning at Birmingham Southern. And, and that's not because I don't talk about it. You know, I said earlier, my job is, is that they would see the importance of the local church. Um, and so there's a, there's a minority that are faithfully uh, plugged into local churches. And I would just say that they scatter. There's not one church uh, that reaches college students well. It, it, you know, if there was, we'd all try to copy that or, or we'd, we'd be paying attention. Um, but a lot of students go to various mainline denominational churches. A lot of students go to some of the non-denominational churches. And some students even go to the Presbyterian churches um, that we're affiliated with. But they certainly spread out. This may be a kind of a unique to Birmingham Southern question, but because of where it's located, do you, I know a lot of campus ministers try to live close to the campus, um, but that's you know obviously difficult for somebody who I imagine has a family. And, and how do you handle that, and does that impact your ministry? Is that one of the unique challenges at Birmingham Southern? It is. I, I would love to be in a in a in a place where I could live on campus or close to campus and, and like at a larger university that happens a lot more often. Uh, I do have a wife and two kids, uh, a four-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter. And so we live in Homewood, which was, which was close and, and I can get there in 10 minutes. Uh, there's a few houses on campus that some of the faculty and staff uh, live in, but I did not want, uh, I, I needed some boundaries. Uh, so instead, we just have the students over to our house. And of course, they love to come into a house where they get food and be around little kids. And, and so we, we love that ministry of just saying, here's our home, come over. Come over because my wife and I are going to go out. <laughs> Don't you love that too. <laughs> uh, it's, it's my understanding that in the last 10 or 15 years, the 18 to 30-year-olds are less accepting to abortion, whereas they're more accepting to the homosexual relationship that we're all experiencing. That, 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 do you see your RUF students falling into that same percentage type, or do they have a different mindset on both of those issues? No, I would say that, that Birmingham Southern uh, mirrors the culture in, in that. You know, it, most of you are familiar with the school in some way. Uh, one of the unique things about Birmingham Southern is that it is in Birmingham, Alabama, but it is, a, it is not a Christian school. I did say that it was still affiliated with the Methodist Church, but um, it is somewhat of a uh, secular little uh, pocket within our city. And so, as you can imagine, the, the values that you see in uh, secular culture at large in America are very much reflected uh, at Birmingham Southern. Do you see a difference in your group as they relate to, as you relate to, say, as arts or music students versus sciences? And do there, 
the way they approach Christianity and Scripture? Sure, there are definitely some differences. I mean, I, I think uh, there. Anytime you're you're sharing your faith with another person, you have to do some diagnostic questions and say, who who are you? What do you value? How do you see uh, reality and truth? And what what sort what lens are you looking through? And a and an engineer or a biology student is going to look through a different lens than a musical theater student. So, uh, absolutely. But the, the gospel transcends any lens. It transcends any, uh, any and every uh, background and culture, which is why uh, it will always be successful. Yeah. Um, as, we, as we close, uh, Tom's going to be up here for a little bit. I've got to go to work. But, um, but uh, I'll let you all come up and, and ask him questions if you'd like. I mean, the fact that, that he's, he's sitting here, uh, I can with full assurance say that this is the only Sunday school class in the Episcopal Church today that has a Presbyterian Church in America minister uh, addressing it. Um, and uh, one of the wonderful things about the Advent is that we have uh, a really big view of what the church is, uh, a, a biblical view of what the church is. And so what we're trying to do is to identify Who's doing the gospel work? Who, where is God moving? And, and let's, let's partner with them. And, and RUF is just such a, a wonderful and faithful ministry. And uh, Tom, grateful for you and the way that the Lord is using you and uh, for uh, being willing uh, to come and talk with us this morning. Thank God you. God bless you, friend. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for having me.